Hello, friends, and don't forget to visit our Patreon page. <laughs> a couple of average Joes. Patreon page. You're falling asleep. Deeply asleep. And we are hypnotizing you with the dulcet tones of our voices. Yes. Hey, Peter. Hey. Hey, hey Peter. How you doing? Hey, Quagmire. Son Kendrick, man. Oh, my God. He just, he's doing, he, I think he can do it better than I can. What kind of recording. Oh, I know. Isn't that the point of oh. all of this, you know? We just do banter, and then for me to just out of nowhere go, welcome back, my friends, to the podcast that never ends. We're so glad you could attend. Come inside, come inside. I'm all, I'm Joe Spiegel, you're Mike Sutherland, and all that shit, yeah? All right. So, yeah. Um, I don't know how long this uh, Patrick Warburton thing is going to last for, but <laughs> it's still going, man. We're milking it for all we can, Bader. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, like my son Kendrick, when he says, he goes, Peter, he says it exactly like Warburton's character says it in the Family Guy video game. Okay. Exactly the fucking same. It's creepy. I think he could, he might be a, be, a better voice uh, imitator than I am. Probably. He, I don't want him to know that, but. Oh, he's going to listen to this anyway. So. <laughs> yeah, he'll listen to it after I die. Cocks out of that. After I get stabbed from the back seat in my ride-sharing service in, in the middle of the night. After you get hit by a bike. After you get hit by a car mm-hmm. riding your bike. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know either. All right. So, uh, so yeah, we're. You know what? I wonder what the, what would be more interesting to talk about—just witty banter or to talk about Captive State. <laughs> Both. You know, I I I know I like the movie more than you did, but I, I don't see how anyone could like that movie. Yeah, see, then I know I liked it more than you, but I, it's not a movie that I'd ever care to ever see again, and I I can't even really recommend it to anyone except maybe people that want to see a. Um, a more dark, drolled down version of, of Independence Day, which you know you pretty much brought up when, when the movie ended, is that it's you know it's it's similar to Independence Day, in a way like a, that's how Independence Day should have ended or something. But yeah, um, oh God, where do you go, with Captive State? Captive State is set te- mostly set ten years after an alien invasion where it's um, they don't destroy the planet or attack it; they more like just infiltrate the. Uh, Infiltrate the uh, little synopsis I have to read here. Snappy. <laughs> Residents of let's, Chicago. Let's, let's detail everything that we're doing. Hey, the, you know what? Let's keep it real, Mike. R- Residents of Chicago must decide whether to continue to live under alien rule or support the resistance. When young Gabriel Drummond joins the insurgency, he soon finds himself under the careful scrutiny from a shadowy figure who's trying to crush the rebellion and its plans for freedom. We shall crush the rebellion with one <laughs> swift swoop. <laughs> You're far too trusting. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> directed by Rupert Wyatt, um, he directed the first uh, uh, Planet of the Apes prequel, uh, Rise of the One, uh, Rise of the Planet of the Apes with uh, J- Franco. Um, the, you know what? I like that movie. I know your your brother had a fucking problem with the whole bridge scene, but. <laughs> <laughs> with what? With the whole bridge scene. He goes, how the fuck can it be a bunch of fucking apes on a bridge and know their own old cops to shoot them down? Get the fuck out of here. Dude, every time your brother had a critique of a movie, I always remembered it. Every fucking time, man. Because he always said the funniest shit about it. Um, But yeah, I always remember that about Rise of the Planet Apes. Is, yeah. Jesus, how many people are going to suck ass on this movie? Impressively suspenseful drama plays more like a classic tale about a disparate group of resistance fighters united under a guerrilla campaign against an occupying force. Although it's complex and satisfying and not overly reliant on visual effects, which were awful, this alien <laughs> invasion movie still feels somewhat dispassionate. 
Yeah, you know, some of the visual, like uh, the the spaceships in the background flying across the sea, it, it looked like uh, we were watching one of those those short films on YouTube. What, what, now, am, am I imagining things, or were the three gigantic fucking robots that were on the pier just standing there doing nothing? I I don't even think I fucking noticed them, but yeah, I I yeah I don't yeah they weren't doing shit. I don't think that was in the budget. The movie had a twenty-five million dollar budget, which you know at least three of that three of the three million of it went to Goodman or something, right? So, um, twenty million. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was better than this movie deserved, and even he was subdued in it. This this movie's very very. This movie was it's not awful. It's just I you know I think the only real positive I could I could give it is that I was more interested by the end of it than I was during the beginning of it. It, it built it built a little bit of momentum with the whole. Well, what did, okay, this doesn't make any sense. The guy that's driving at the beginning of the movie, the guy that's driving around in the Subaru, the father, yeah, the fucking detective, yeah. and and the police are shooting at a detective. Uh-huh. Why? He's a detective. He can do what he wants. I guess because uh, there no one's supposed to leave the zone. Doesn't matter. He's a detective. Why are they shooting at a fellow police officer? I I don't know. I I don't I. I, but I will say that that fucking part where they're sitting there waiting in the tunnel and they see the aliens coming at them, when the, when the boom comes through the windshield, I thought that was a pretty cool effect. That was actually fairly cool, and I like that. I I thought that was good too. It, it pulled me into the movie. Yeah. But what took me out of it immediately was the Drummond family is attempting to flee the city, but every exit is barricaded. They're cops. They should be protected by their own. Yeah. So he's sitting there in traffic and he's going around and people are chasing him and this and that and the other thing. Fuck. That's fucking nonsense. Mm. And then nine years later, the world has capitulated to the invaders and submitted to their governing authority. Yeah. The, the, the movie's twist it reminded me of The Village. Remember the twist from The Village? No. Okay. To give you a quickie. The um, the whole time okay. that they're in this village, right, and it looks like it's set in like the 18, 17 or 1800s, you find out that it's a bunch of people who got tired of the crime in cities in modern times, and they left and created their own society, right? Their own Amish-type society. And... That and that's how it felt. It, this movie felt like that reveal was the same as the fucking village, you know, where it showed John Goodman and Vera Farmiga, and they're all teachers and shit, and the old video of them. So um, that's what this movie reminds me of. It reminds me of the village twist, Battle Los Angeles, <coughs> and fucking and and just a different version telling of Independence Day in a way. That's yeah, that's pretty much it. But you know, look, if if you're gonna want me to follow around characters. In this fucking this gloomy environment the entire time, which you know, fucking who wants to see a torn down Chicago, right? Again, if you want to, what what again? What again? Who wants oh. to see a torn down Chicago again? Yeah, right. So, if you're gonna ask me to follow someone around, shouldn't you make me really give a fuck about him? Because I didn't really give a fuck about him. I didn't give a fuck about the guy. I don't even know the actor's name. I, I didn't care about his character. I didn't care about his girlfriend. I didn't care about his fucking his white rapper buddy, Machine Gun Kelly. You know, I didn't care about any of them. You know, I wanted to care about Goodman, and I knew that I knew that good there was, I knew that Goodman was going to turn out to be a fucking good guy. Spoiler alert! But you know, he was one of those guys that was willing to go to the 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 most extreme possible to keep the the facade going. You know that he was a he was a mole. You know, and it, it just yeah, I I I did I did buy into the tension though, building up at near the end of the film when they when they attack when they do the bombing there. You know. Um, at the the big I don't know what the fuck you call it the soldier hull, field yeah the hullabaloo <laughs> yeah you know and that but that's 
But that's it, man. I, I, you know, even the ending, it's like, wait a minute, this fucking highly advanced species that can go across, you know, the universe or whatever, they can't detect when a human's lying to them, you know? They can't detect when one of their own fucking bombs is coming over to them, coming up to their mothership or whatever. It's just like, it's almost like that virus thing from, from Independence Day. No. I just, I, I don't buy it. I call it bullshit. What say you, Mike? <laughs> You're just... <laughs> Did you even think about that at all? Like no, the, I don't give a shit. It's just look. For, we were, first and foremost, yeah. most of those guys aren't even on the planet. They're on a. They're off planet. Yeah. So they're just letting humans deal with humans. Yeah. Until they come down. So their the, your argument is invalid. You're invalid. I just fucking plugged a hole into your argument. I, I shot a hole into your argument. But they're trusting humans to deal with humans. Yeah, because they don't want it. Because they, in order for them to come down, they have to put on those suits or whatever they yeah. are. And then, yeah, they got the butthole mouse. And, and then sphincter mouse. <laughs> and then when when they do have to deal with humans, they can't on any level. Mm. So what's the best way to deal with a race that you have no understanding of? Let them deal with themselves, and you just make the rules. And if they fuck up too much, you send down your bounty hunters or whatever. Well, who are humans? Well, except for, I mean, not the bounty. They they did send their alien. Yeah. But they were completely covered in armor. Yeah, their kill squad. Uh, this is, okay, Frank Sheck of The Hollywood Reporter described it as visually murky, choppily edited, and lacking both narrative clarity and well-defined characters. And that's exactly how I feel about it. Visually murky, I mean, it was, it was set in winter. It's all gray. Yeah. Everything is, and there's no, I, I like film, look, I mean, if you're going to do stuff like this, you have to have color in it at some point. Yeah. I know that the, like when they were in Soldier Field, I perked up when they went to Soldier Field because there was color. Yeah. There was bright lights and color and everything was going on. Can we see action. a couple daffodils growing out of the wreckage? And, okay. Um, it, it's just, none of it is... None of it is visually striking. There's nothing fun about this movie. No, it, you know. Well, the, the apartment was cool, but other than that, and the parents getting blown up in the Subaru. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, yeah, that was cool. Um, and, and choppily edited. I mean, I don't think it was choppily edited. I think that the movie was just a series of of visions that this guy had that he just wrote down. Yeah, him and his wife wrote it. Yeah, so it just it just seems that. Every it it jumped around too much. It didn't follow any one area. The guy's trying to again. This is another. I'm trying to be Quentin Tarantino without admitting he's trying to be Quentin Tarantino, and and that doesn't work. The only time I mean, if you're gonna do a movie that's gloomy, I'm gonna go back to Cold Pursuit in the winter in Denver. Yeah. During the you know I mean during the coldest months of the year. Yeah. <coughs> what do we get? We got visually striking things. We got people that were in the city that was it was and it was well lit and colored, and then the, with the when the times that didn't need to be colored they were downtown in this you know in um whatever Kehoe yeah and in, in, in Kehoe and even then I mean like when when Liam Neeson's leaving the bar the local bar you have the neon signs and then the cop that yeah. you know turns a corner and you still see the blinking light you know and mm. and he, as he's walking you have you have you know dark Mixed with gray, mixed with colors. Yeah, well, then yellow and reds, and then also the character interactions—they they fucking brighten up every scene anyway. Well, yeah, but th- that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about actual physical color. You have to have a physical. There was a black guy in it. You have to have physical color. Stop it. <laughs> when when you're doing these movies, because it just doesn't fucking work when you have massive amounts of gray. Yeah, you have to break it up. 
And if you want black and white movies, then make a fucking black and white movie. It just none of that shit matters. The even I mean the guy's hoodie was drab. Uh, the girlfriend's apartment was drab. Um, and, and she was in it for a handful of scenes. Yeah. You know, other than that, oh no, we gotta stay. Well, let's let's fucking get out of here, you know. Don't you wanna live a life that, that means something, you know? And 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 there was no effort in put into that whole scene. It's just like I gotta go. Well, you should stay with me. No, let's fucking get out of here. I got money. Let's get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Oh, no, no. Again, there was no effort put into those scenes. There was no, like, the best scene that was written was the John Goodman and the prostitute scene. Yeah, Vera Formiga. Which is not, I mean, it wasn't, I think it was, I'm pretty sure it was his wife, but. Yeah, Jane Doe. Yeah. Was her character's name, yeah. Um, that that was the best written scenes. Like, I can't do this. Yeah. I can't, you know, I shouldn't even be here. That was good, yeah. You know, and then you know, most of the scenes that John Goodman in, he really put effort into it. And you wanted to care for his character. Yeah, because he, he, he purposely subdued himself the entire time. Yeah. But, you know, um, Kevin Dunn's character was useless, the, limited and useless. Yeah. Um, the, 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 the guy that played Rafe, the brother. Yeah. Uh, he was the, the one scene that he was actually compelling in when they first meet yeah. after nine years was great. But other than that. It, it, yeah. Yeah, you're right. The 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 whole resistance fighters thing was just just chop chop chop. You know, I think that's also why I didn't like Battle Los Angeles because the whole fucking movie was just gloomy and there was no one to give a fuck about. Yeah, just there none of the characters you care about. And as I was when we were done watching the movie, there's a scene where there's five of them or six of them in an elevator, and I was like, this would have been better played out. Is someone farted? (laughs) Yeah. This would have been better played out if they were doing an Ocean's Eleven type movie, and instead of a heist, they were going to blow up Soldier Field, you know, and and John Goodman is secretly helping them, yeah, you know, because he, and he's using he's using the uh, the brother, the other the Drummond brother, yeah, um, which is uh, 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 yeah, Gabriel Drummond, Mister and Mister. Drummond, huh? How how appropriate. Two black kids are playing Drummonds. I don't know what that means. Different strokes. Oh, okay. So yeah. you have Ashton Sanders, who plays Gabriel Drummond, and Jonathan Majors, who's good in... Wasn't he in... Um, God damn, he was in uh, White Boy Rick. Okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> and he was great in White Boy Rick. Yeah. Um, but the problem is is that you know you have this Ashton Sanders guy... Who is who's just playing? And I get it. He's he's playing an angry kid. Yeah. You know, but th- that only goes so far. Lost his parents. And he just lost his brother. Yeah, but it's been nine years. Get yeah. the fuck over it. They're not coming back. So you gotta you you're just dealing, and and uh, it would have been better if, if if he had after nine years of whatever. He's he, I mean, you get used to living under control. Yeah. You know, and and he becomes a little bit more susceptible to. So what you do is you use the Gabriel Drummond character as the go-between to the guerrilla resistance and John Goodman's character, right? Because they have that connection, which is the father, you know, uh, uh, the you know, dad Drummond, if you want to call him that. And then from there, you have um, you you have this set up to where they're going to bomb Soldier Field, you know. To 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 light a match to start to start the rebellion right yeah and then you can go into you, you, then you have the fallout 
you know, and then you you go on to you know using John Goodman as as the guy that who takes over. He's he's a commander, and he now he turns into the commissioner, and then he's going to suicide bomb because now everyone's dead, right? Yeah, he's going to suicide bomb the fucking the aliens. Yeah, <coughs> and uh, go from there, and and you can end it just like the way it ended. Just he's going up into you know in the spacecraft to space to deal with these alien guys. Other, I mean, that's that's how I would have done it. Uh, um, because what happens is you have characters now that you can you can really care about. Yeah, this movie had opportunities to be way bigger than it was than it than it than it, than it showed. Yeah, like it could have gotten. I would have been actually interesting to see the whole a whole political thing about it. You know, to see them all the way that they 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 use the whole political system of our planet or of our even just our country to uh, to control everybody. You know. And it could just be like a, a, a parallel to the way our political system works right now. Yeah? No. No, it's like the aliens would instead be the, in the role of corporations, how corporations secretly run everything. Kind of like that. Sure. Uh, anyway. All right. Well, fuck you. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> All right. Apparently, you don't want to talk about this fucking movie anymore. This movie is just, there's there's nothing interesting about this movie. I mean, look, uh, here it is. I'm just going to read this. Mulligan later meets with Gabriel privately, with Gabriel lamenting that Rafe's plan had failed, the bombing of Soldier Field. Yeah. Uh, retrieving a box, which it didn't fail. He received from Doe in an encounter earlier in the film. Mulligan retrieves a box that he received from Jane Doe, which is, this is how they should have written it, um, in an encounter earlier in the film. He opens it to reveal the BlackBerry phone inside. He removes a memory card, which he turns over to Gabriel and suggests that failure was the plan all along. Gabriel takes the card from Mulligan and reviews the contents, a video depicting his own baby shower years earlier before the invasion, where Jane Doe is revealed to have taught at the same school as Gabriel's mother. It was at the shower that they were introduced to Mulligan. Several members of Phoenix were present at the shower. The video closes with Mulligan leaving a kind message for Gabriel, inspiring him to carry the torch of Phoenix. Well, he said, become a cop or a teacher that's what he said yeah and i'll drive a super yeah and and um and and then he crushes the 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 he he doesn't upload the video he he crushes the little cart yeah he he deletes the video and like why didn't why didn't the the secret police come and get him after that yeah because i mean he has the warning though i read the warning every time they showed it on the screen yeah and it said like you know you know unauthorized deletion of any information is subject to blah 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 blah, right? Yeah. And so yeah, I was waiting for alarms and shit to go off. Where the hell? Yeah, you know. I just I don't see. Yeah. See the see the mechs? Okay. I you know, yeah, the yeah, yeah. I yeah, yeah, they didn't move. They just stood there. I I couldn't tell if they were fucking mechs with look, I can some from looking at it now, you can tell it looks like they have big shoulder cannons, right? Um but when I was watching the movie, I, I I thought that those were maybe just big docking stations for uh for the the ships when they go by or something. It could be, but th- that's exactly what it looks like. Oh, it, it looks, looks like a like transformer like now. From that yeah, right now, looking at it, yeah. Let's see, I mean, yeah, I mean, well, they got legs, dude. They got knees. I, I can see it. What 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 the fuck are they supposed to be? Um, I yeah, <laughs> they're there to kick ass and chew bubble gum. Sure, I don't fucking know. All right, so uh, do not recommend Captive State. Yeah, I can't. This it's not a movie. I mean, it's it's not terrible. Not terrible. But the the special effects, the, like when the aliens take off. I mean, come on. How many times do we need to see the xenomorph head? <laughs> how many times do we need to deal with xenomorph type aliens? 
Um, I don't know if he's trying to make a statement that he wanted to do. A yeah, you want to watch a better <laughs> bless you. You want to watch a better comparable movie in a way. Watch District Nine. Yeah, but I mean, how many how many times do we need to see an, you know uh, uh, a Ridley Scott alien style body? Um, unless, like I said, the guy is trying to make you know make a play for directing a new alien. Well, it looked like the aliens were um, almost like a rip off of the uh, Quiet Place uh, aliens with the armor. Okay, uh, you don't remember I the guess. armor? I don't mm-hmm. know. They look more like Ridley Scott's aliens than anything else. Okay, they didn't to you? No, they didn't look like that to me. They didn't look at all alien to you. They look like well, they didn't look like xenomorphs. I didn't, I didn't think of them as xenomorphs. Yeah, it's more battleship looking like fucking aliens than this. I mean, that's what the heads look like. We're looking at pictures. Oh yeah, of the ship. I, yeah, I could, yeah, I could see that. Yeah, I never thought of it when I was watching the movie though until you pointed it out. But it is possible. What do they call those hunter things? I can't remember. They're pretty much just like a final solution though, <laughs> when the humans uh, when diplomacy fails. Yeah, I mean that 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 one in the armor right there. That reminds me of Judge Dredd in a way, or uh, uh, the Fifth Element. Where the fuck is it? Yeah, you know, when you look up something, you would expect to see. Oh, I think that people that took any screenshots got so fucking bored with the movie that they didn't even stay around long enough to take to see the aliens shown. <laughs> the poster makes no sense. Yeah, there was no red clouds in the. There was nothing like that. You gotta be kidding me, that. Really? Somebody actually wrote that? Yeah. Yeah, they did. Ugh. Just trying to get any little bit of attention that they can, aren't mm-hmm. they? Maybe that's what we should we should title this. <laughs> Captive State is not a Trump movie. <laughs> Captive State is anti-right-wing. I don't know. I try to find the Captive State aliens. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I mean, when it all boils <laughs> down, does it really matter? No. Nah. So what else we got? So what else we got is next next week... We're going to see Shazam. Okay. I've heard good things, Mike. I've heard good things. No news, no nothing. Motherfucker, you said you didn't want to do news anymore. That's what you said. No, I didn't. <laughs> you're a... F- I, you do the sh- <laughs> I know your games, dude. No, I didn't. Did you grab my ass? News. Uh, okay, there's a... So, ah, there's not really any special news at all. Um, there's just... Uh, what? End game tickets are selling like fucking hotcakes and crashing systems, and uh, and the Joker teaser, teaser trailer is coming out soon. So yeah, like tomorrow. And yeah, yeah. It, it didn't seem like there's much in the way of entertainment news, as it were. Yeah, no, I haven't heard any news, anything else about Disney and and Fox. You know what they're gonna do with their stuff yet? I mean, um, there's a rumor that Zac Efron's gonna be the new Wolverine. Hmm. He's not a tall man, so I, that could fit. He's definitely shorter than Hugh Jackman, so. I mean, there's X Men fan art, but yeah. So. Look, you know what, Zach? I mean, Joe, Joe Blow is saying it like it's a fucking yeah. It's official. I mean, the the merger list closed two weeks ago. If that, yeah. And already, you know, this is how it's going to be. Time to speculate. From the moment Disney announced that they would be purchasing assets belonging to 21st Century. Fans of the X-Men franchise have been speculating wildly as to what the merger could mean for Marvel's mutant collective. We now have our first clue into the future of the X-Men, and it would appear as if Disney has chosen to keep their casting in-house for everybody's favorite cigar-chomping, beer-swilling Canadian badass Wolverines. You sound like, (laughs) this time, (laughs) Rob Schneider is the carrot. Yeah, Rob Schneider is... (laughs) The beat. 
As part of what is assuredly a surprise announcement, Marvel Studios head Kevin Feig has confirmed that High School Musical and Baywatch actor Zac Efron will be the next to pop his claws as for as Wolverine for a planned reboot of the X-Men. Um, I never heard him say that. Yeah, that would be fucking big news, dude. There, get the fuck out of here, Joe Blow. Confirmed. Let's see if this it is true. It doesn't even have the Inquirer thing next to it. Like You know how like, the Inquirer would have like a small little thing next to it saying, uh, what was it, close sources say. You know? I don't know that the, uh, Feige announces that the new, this is, you know, Kevin, of course he'll take over fucking X-Men. So, oh, uh, excuse me. Uh, Kevin Feige will take over the X-Men. Disney will search for new slash film is here. Uh the la- Schuler Donner confirmed that all future X-Men decisions would be up to Disney and Feige. Uh, this suggests that something a little different. Spider-Man, oh, I don't care about that. Um, the next two films, this, whatever. Okay, so we're not getting anything out of that. See, and then Kevin Feige will take over the X-Men. D- Disney will search for new. Longtime X-Men producer Kev- confirms Kevin Feige will hunt for a new, probably... What was that site that used to always, um, like every day or every week, would 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 bring up bullshit Star Wars things as truth? Oh uh, yeah, uh, I can't. I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, because I remember you. They the used to piss you dude. off. I fucking everybody still hates that guy too. Fuck that guy. Uh, the merger has big implications for the future of entertainment, in particular with the future of superhero movies, as the X Men will finally be united. With the rest of the Marvel Comics counterparts under one studio banner. Marvel United. We know the merger is happening and that the X-Men film rights are definitely part of it. What we don't know right now is, well, just about everything else. (laughs) Or anything. You don't know shit. As things stand right now, we have two more X-Films under the Fox banner. Dark Phoenix and the New Mutants. Oh, no. You have three. You have three. Gambit. Gambit. Gambit's done. They don't know what they're is going it, to do with it yet. You know the the, the Wyatt Russell, one the guy who just talked. You know we just talked about directing Captain State. He left doing Gambit so he could do Captain State. The New Mutants will release August second. Both films feature young casts, and the New Mutants in particular represent a potential new franchise launch under normal conditions. But with the merger looming, both films could also mark the last appearances of these particular actors in these particular roles. Is that what will happen? Will some of the cast stick around for new films? Stay tuned, and we'll get back to you. <laughs> Long-time X-Men producer Lauren Schuler Donner isn't sure, but she trusts Marvel Studios' Kevin Feig, who got his start in comic book films, to figure it out. After appearing at a television critics' association panel for X-Men-inspired drama Legion on Monday, Schuler Donner spoke with Slash Film about the future of X-Men. That would be between Fox and Disney, obviously. Kevin and I started the first one. He's worked for me. He's got a great story sense. He's got great ability to weave worlds and weave those worlds together. And I trust him. And I trust that he will take care of the X-Men. Meanwhile. It hurts the throat. <laughs> Schuler Donner c- confirmed that this includes deciding the fate of film still in development, including the long-delayed Gambit film and the X-Force movie set up by Deadpool 2 last year. As for casting, Schuler Donner didn't attempt to guess what Feige might do in terms of characters like Charles Xavier or Jean Grey. But she made one thing very clear. Stu- Marvel Studios would be on the hunt for a new Wolverine. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. <laughs> what? Oh, I'm just thinking of, my, I'm thinking of how fucking stupid my flick of the week that I'm going to talk about soon on the next thing is going to be. It's just fucking stupid. All right. All right. <laughs> So yeah, I mean, what news, man? I, I fucking, there is no yeah, news yeah. right now. There is none. 
There's no good news. There's no news. There's no news. There's no. We'll, we're going to see Shazam soon. We, we, you know, instead of Captain State, we were going to see uh, the Beach Bum or Dumbo and the or fucking Dumbo and and you know, the goddamn projector was buzzed. I was actually bummed out. Pardon the pun, but I was bummed out that. Can you put it in a new theater? Put it in another theater. Yeah. Yeah, just move the fucking USB stick or whatever the fuck you use to have the movie on. Move it to another goddamn screen. It's not on a USB stick, you I, I, dingling. I, 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 I get that. I understand. Okay? I doubt it's in some big giant... It's not on some giant fucking film reel anymore. I know that. No, they have to download it. Yeah, so... <laughs> get to the fucking theater. And Joe, Joe's like, so, uh, yeah, one for uh, Beach Bum. Um, the projector broke. And then if you look up, it says sold out. And like, is it sold out or is a projector broke? And then the bitch decided to charge him double because he said one. I heard him say, I literally heard him say one for, uh, you know, one for Beach Bum. Maybe she made a uh, fat joke without saying it, anything. And and she charged him for a senior, which I am clearly not a senior. No. And you're grumpy like a senior. Yeah, I'm grumpy like a senior. <laughs> but she didn't know that yet. She didn't talk to you. So how would she know? You don't give off a fuck you vibe, not until you start talking. Do you, do you see the shit I was wearing? <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. I don't wear senior clothes. No, you don't. And like, I don't wear a fucking polo sh- shirt, and I, I'm not hunched over. Golf pants. Yeah, <laughs> pulled up my tits. <laughs> <laughs> Is that Steve Martin? Um, uh, not Steve Martin. Um, like a Rodney Dangerfield. Oh, my God. Martin Short character? Yeah, uh, Ed Grimley. Yeah, that's a funny I must say. That's a funny I love his Jiminy Glick. Jimmy Glick was pretty fucking funny. Yeah, uh, when he interviewed people, I loved when he'd start high and then he'd go down low. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Um, it's a great fucking character. The movie sucked. The Lala Lala, Jiminy Glick and Lala Wood sucked, but the character is a great fucking character. Yeah. So so she doesn't even ask him any questions. Are you know this is this what? Because usually they say okay, check to make sure that this is what you're paying for. Yeah. And then she just jumped right to the next screen. I'm like, wait a second, go back. And and she's like, what, what? I went, go back. And she's like, I, I don't know what you're talking about. Ooh. I said, go back. And Joe's like, can you put it in another theater? I'm like, hey, Peter, projector's broken. And he's like, yeah, so? I'm like, can you put it in another theater? <laughs> <laughs> hey, theater. Hey, Play hey, theater. movie. Play the theater. Hey. Hey. <laughs> and she and she goes back finally goes back to the screen because I'm, I'm just looking at her you know and and i was like why is he paying for two yeah oh oh you're not part of it like first of all i'm not a fucking senior yeah you know i mean i would have taken advantage of it if she had just rang you up like like you and then me as a senior yeah. that would have been fine i think she southwested me she did hey fucking bitch hey you're paying for this hey phasma hey you're, you're a cunt hey phasma <laughs> big cunt <laughs> weak ankles <laughs> Cankles. Squeakity, squeak, squeak. Squeak, squeaking. <laughs> Squirrel scots. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> God damn llama. All right. Uh, yeah, so I wanted to see Beach Bum more than Dumbo because I think only one Disney live-action remake is enough for this year, and that's going to be Aladdin for me. So Yeah, so... I, and I was fine with that. Oh, I, I didn't. The Lion King too, huh? Fuck. I didn't really care what we saw. You know. Yeah. I didn't care. <laughs> hey. Hey. Not Karen. You know what? I'll tell you. It really ticked me off. Warburton played the tick. Oh. <laughs> that was a smart joke. <laughs> <laughs> that was a bad pun, but it was a smart joke. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Hey. 
Hey. <laughs> hey, I think this hey. podcast is over. Yeah. I, I think we're ending it. Yeah. Peter. This is a test. Hey. I got this. At Cleveland. <laughs> hey. You got to have that slow draw, too, when you yeah. do it. Hey. Hey. Hey, Bonnie. It's almost there like it is right there. It's almost like he's savoring it, like the way he's talking to someone. Like, yeah. Hey, Lois. Hey, Peter. <laughs> hey, Peter. <laughs> <laughs> Peter. God damn! I wonder how much money he's made off of that voice, man. Holy it, shit! It, it's a great voice. It, it is really is. Absolutely great voice. And it, it's it's even better when you can when you almost have it. You know, like hey Lois, yeah. hey 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 Brian. He was in this shitty movie that hey, was delayed Clegmire. for like twenty years because of uh you know it, it just was in some kind of like financial bullshit. Yeah, it's a black and white movie, and I watched it, and the movie fucking sucks. But what kept me going was was his voice. Hey, you know, hey. I was like, "What's he gonna do next?" <laughs> hey, Jerry. It's like a drunk Clint Eastwood or something. <laughs> hey, Newman. <laughs> hey, Kramer. <laughs> Cosmo. Putty. God, I, that that episode putty. where he's dressed up as a, a New Jersey Devil fan. Yeah. And he runs up to that lady, and she's sitting in the car, and she's super religious, and he's all. The devil. The uh, devil. devil. She's like, oh, Dios mio. <laughs> oh, Dios mio. Diablo. <laughs> God damn it. All right. I think All that's right. the end of this. Hey. Hey. Good night. You want to buy a car? Yeah. He sold cars for a while, too, on, on, on Seinfeld. Yeah, and he worked on Jerry's hey. car and stole it. Hey, oh, no, wait. No, that wasn't that wasn't Putty that stole his car. That's right. It was another guy that stole his car. No. Kramer and whatever went on. Everybody loves Raymond. Yeah, that hit the brother on that. Um, Brad Garrett, Garrett. Brad Garrett. He stole fucking Jerry's car. That's Imagine right. having Brad Garrett and Putty. Oh, they should play brothers. Dude, dude voices as brothers. Yeah. Hey, hey Brad. <laughs> hey, hey Putty. Hey Patrick. <laughs> hey Sharkbait. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> See. You can... Hey, hey Brad. Sharkbait. Ooh. Sharkbait. <laughs> Who's this shark bait you talk of? Hey, Puffy. Hey. Don't but blow that's, up he, on he does that in that slow draw. Hey. hey. Hey, Elaine. Yeah, it's like he's like trying to fucking hypnotize you Yeah. while he's talking to you. Hey. <laughs> fucking all yada, day. Yada, yada, yada. All day. <laughs> all right, man. I'm out. Goodbye. Hey, Peter. Hey. Hey, Peter. Good night. Good night. Hey. Hey, Quagmire. Hey, you just keep going. I know. Yeah. Even in my regular voice, I'm doing his voice. You get excited. Hey, Peter. Hey. Hey, Peter. (laughs) We're going to get sued. Let's do this. You've enjoyed our character far too much. Now you need to pay us. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Read about Article 13 when you get a chance. Article 13? Is it like Order 66? Just read about it. Okay. Article 13. For those of you that are listening to the podcast to the end, Article 13 is an interesting European Union article. Uh, it's not an article article. It is an actual law that has that is maybe going into effect, and it affects YouTube. It affects uh, copyright, and it affects you. If you are a Euro listener, if you are a person that lives in Europe and uh, – Goes back there quite often from the United States. Hey, if you fly back there. Hey. Hey. Or maybe even Singapore. Maybe if you're one of those cool German guys. Um, Hop article, on my broadwurst. Article 13 is something that's very, very interesting and could affect everybody. Uh, coming from the 
Europe to the United States, meaning that the law may transition to the United States. Like I said, it heavily uh, affects copyright, and um, it looks like and there's everybody's screaming, the sky is falling. Yeah. But what it's coming down to is uh, people are having problems with copyright content, and you know whether their gaming channel or whatever else is going to fail. Uh, check it out. If you have problems with it, write a letter. Write a letter to your yeah. congressman. Not here, but yeah. there. Well, and don't worry. If it does get enacted over here, California will be the first fucking state to do it. Yeah, no doubt. All right. California. Hey, you suck. So, anyways, that's P- all I got. Big balls. Hey. 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 Cocktails out. <laughs> hey.